Hey guys, we are the Brew Times Podcast. Join us on this adventure of beer reviews and tastings. Let our voices be music to your ears and our jokes give you abs from all the laughs. Cheers, guys. Dude, I know everyone is so darn eager just to kind of get out and about and, and forget that COVID even exists, man. But, dude, this past weekend, we were doing an event here in my apartments. And uh, um, <laughs> it's so freaking crazy how many people just take advantage of some rules, right? It's kind of like those things where um, I, I we had a hard curfew. Yeah. Did you have a car, hard curfew when you were younger? Oh, yeah. Big time. So, like, if mom if I didn't mom even said, know what sunshine was until <laughs> I went to school. If mom <laughs> said 10 p.m., 9.50 was, like, the acceptable one. You were late at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And so you knew, you knew never to play around with that kind of stuff, right? And the time and the day, and there were things that you were kind of allowed to stretch the rule or stretch whatever it is that you had at home. And you uh, knew that. Yeah. And so at the apartments, you know, we're not allowed to drink in public. We're not allowed to drink in the media room or in the gym or in the pool. And it has been very well known for everyone who lives here. Every single person knows that if you're going to drink beer, you put it in a red solo cup, you put it in your hydro flask. You hide Come on, it. guys, the classics, Look, yeah. Everyone knows you're doing it. <laughs> like, we all know this. Yeah. Like, and and as long as you're not an idiot, like, it's all good. And we were just talking to a resident because this past weekend, there was a crap load of people in the pool. And they had infl- they had beer and music and so much crap. And I don't know exactly what happened. Um, but I know that the management sent out a very strong word email to all of us that we were not allowed to use anything anymore that for the mensos. Wow. We lost every single privilege that, that we had already at the apartment. So this is why, guys, I know you don't know this, but we are in my daughter's bedroom instead of in the media room that we were supposed to have because I was nervous that we were going to get in trouble for drinking beers in the media room. And technically, that's against the rule. But as long as you <laughs> keep it chill. Yeah, don't be stupid, like you said, or an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Like, dude, Isn't that the thing, dude? There's got to be always that one person. Even if it's a group, let's say a one group or something, but... Always that one group or one person that ruins it for the rest of us. Like, and it's so annoying. Like, it's not that hard. Put in a fucking red cup or a fl- uh, fucking hydro flask. Come on. Do something. Jesus And we Christ. know this. <laughs> like, we all know this. You know, it's like this whole thing with the mask thing going on. Like, like all you have to do is wear the mask whenever you go to a store. Don't be an idiot. Just do what they're telling you to do, man. And every other country in the world is already coming out of COVID. And we're restarting this whole crap all over again. Jesus. It's like so freaking frustrating. That's, that is annoying, dude. Frustrating as hell. Um, I'm Aldo. Uh, this is the Brew Times Podcast, and I'm joined by the famous uh, Raphael. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I love being here. And uh, just to continue with the whole COVID thing, uh, you know what kind of bugs me, dude? Those Tell people me. that freaking wear the masks, but don't cover your fucking <laughs> nose, dude. Like, dude, just, just a little bit higher. Just right there, the nose. Like, come on. <laughs> and they're, they're like 80% there. Yeah, like, come on, dude. You, you were so close. And then you had to stop right at the freaking nose hairs. You know what, man? It's... Uh, I. I wear it whenever I go to like a building. I'll be honest. I wear it when I go to like someone's building, a store, a restaurant, whatever it is, right? Mm. Uh, but as soon as I'm out in the public, like if I'm literally walking around the neighborhood, I don't have a mask on. If I see somebody, I get out. Of, I, I get out of the way. I mean, but dude, there's times, man, that I just get suffocated in there. You know, not this whole like conspiracy theorist crap, whatever. I'm just saying, like for me, man, I just feel like so claustrophobic. Yeah, it makes sense. It's but, like, like take it down for a couple of seconds and then put it back on. Yeah, yeah. Just take a breath and then put it back on. That's right? what I do. Yeah, like that's normal. I mean, you are kind of breathing your carbon uh, monoxide. Yeah. So it's like you kind of have to like you know, like take a second, breathe. Like okay, 
put it back on. I think that's normal. And I think it's only fair because you don't want to be breathing your own carbon monoxide. Not at all, dude. But, I mean, fuck it. All right, so, um, no, so the, the, the first beer, look, man, I looked this stuff up, and not only today, but when I, when I officially bought this beer that we're about to drink today, mm-hmm. uh, and it says, like, literally that um, the brewery is called Einbecker, and I could be mispronouncing this, it's a German brew house, um, and a lot of the beers that we actually have here, uh, or that we drink, came from Germany, and or at least came from Europe in general. So, on the top of the can, it says, brewed according to the purity law of 1516. And so um, there are some people outside of the, not everything revolves around America. And I think we should get, we should. That's news to me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But if you go to Germany, if you go to Europe, man, they have Uh, very specific rules. Kind of like Italy when it comes to pizza and cheese. Oh, Um, like their pasta sauce? uh It has to be a certain way. Okay. It has to be like, in order for it to be like marinara sauce. How to be the tomatoes had to come from this region. It have to be made at this temperature. They can only be crushed this much. Same thing with these laws. So um, I think they're only allowed to use four ingredients, which is the water, the malt, the yeast, and hops. Oh, wow. And American beer, if you ever drink American beer, uh, which is what we normally drink, uh, it has a crap load of ingredients. So this has only four ingredients. That's it. Can we call this one like a classic, I guess? I guess so, man. Like Like, Classic um, beer? They've been, according to the research that I did, uh, Martin Luther um, had this beer. Back in the, was the 1600s, maybe say I don't know. I'm 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 not even gonna say dates, but it's uh it's a it's a historic pilsner unfiltered from a lagering tank. Uh, so we're drinking a pilsner today, and that's kind of what we're starting this whole show off. Um, and I got this piece of can. Oh, I got these can at Windsor. So I got. If you've been listening to our shows, I think we've said nothing but great things about Windsor. Yeah, Windsor, shout out. Thank you guys. Dude, you've been going to Windsor a crap load. Yeah, dude. Ever since I knew about the, like that soft opening they did, like I was like, okay, like let's go check. Yeah, it out. no. I love it, dude. Um, what what uh what percentage is it? Ah, uh, so this one is four point nine. Okay, so it's bad. a pretty um, light beer to drink. So we poured it, and it had a a slight head to it. Yeah, a very like slight, like not even much. But I don't think that should take away from like the no, not at all. I think the one cool thing about this beer, and for those who've been um, at least drinking beer enough, like it's a pilsner, so it's to be it's supposed to be super clear. Um, it's what we normally drink when we go to, you know, dive bars or whatever. But this one's pretty hazy on purpose. Yeah, I can not Like, see you can even it. see through it at That's all. That's crazy. <laughs> what do you smell on this? Well, I definitely, to me, it smells like when you open, like, a bag of uh, bread. Yeah, And man. you just stick your nose in there, like... That's honestly what it smells like to me. You know, so weird that you say a pack of bread? Because I don't remember the last time I bought... Uh, it's not called a pack of bread. What is it called? A loaf? Oh, a loaf of bread? A loaf of bread, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, I get bolillo, dude. Oh, really? I, if I'm going to make sandwiches or tortas, I don't really use, Damn. like, what That's is it, Wonder? <laughs> like the white bread, bimbo? Yeah, bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> I get bolillos, and this does not smell like bolillos to me, dude. But it doesn't. Sure. <laughs> bolillos are, like, a little sweeter, huh? Yeah, but I guess, like, and, and right off the bat, too, I know it's kind of where we say this, but um, at least for me, when I drink some of these beers, you could kind of smell the sweetness like, you kind of smell like this beer is going to be a little bit sweet, or at least more than normal. Yeah. Definitely tastes zest. See, I, and I say this every single time, and I need to stop saying it out loud, but I need to, I need more help with, like, doing the tasting stuff of this, because I do taste, I taste the bitterness, 
um, like a slight bitterness that comes from the hop. And normally pilsners are not extremely hoppy, but I like the bitterness that comes from it. It's like small notes. Well, like what, and, and the thing that I don't like about this beer is that whenever I drink like a pilsner, and we spoke about it, I think the last one, I miss the snappiness. Oh, it's yeah. You know, like yeah. we're we're kind of like it's I don't know, it's so fresh that it snaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's what this is missing. But overall, man, I think this beer is a pretty solid beer, man. Yeah, I like it, dude. Uh, it's golden in color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a like a golden brown, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like a, a little bit. Yeah. See this this kind of beer though, uh, will be great to like eat with tacos. Yeah, dude, it's refreshing. Like enough to like, uh, let's say you got a spicy taco, you like you're able to like take a swig and like okay, let's keep going on this taco. Yeah, man. <laughs> so again, this is this beer is from Einbecker. It's a a a pilsner that was unfiltered on from lager tanks, um, and it's from Germany. Dang. See, th- th- that's something that. Um, I kind of admire from Germany. They they stick to that. How you were saying they stick to like the, the roots. I guess that's annoying, man. I know, but it's like it's not. It's a great beer though. But like for for someone, maybe and, and sorry, I, and I don't I don't mean to but I have lock pauses because I know it's not the most entertaining. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, one of the really cool one of the reasons why I love Bottle Logic uh, is because they like experimenting with a crap load of flavors and they don't really follow the rules when it comes to making beer. True. And I find that super intriguing, like super intriguing. Uh, I'm not a Puritan when it comes to like food. Um, you know, like there's certain people that if you make carnitas, you have to get as a green sauce or I forget. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Oh, pollo, pollo, uh, pollo. chicken uh, <laughs> is green sauce and like beef is red sauce. Like, yeah. and, and some people are really strict about those things. Yeah, dude, I've noticed that. And like when you make tamales, for instance, like you will never see a chicken tamale. Tamal with, with red sauce. You're just never going to see it. And so I'm okay with just switching things around. I'm okay with adding extra flavors or doing things like that. That being salmon for four ingredient beer, it's solid. And that's what I mean. Like, for four ingredients, damn. Like, I, it's good. I love it. You will uh, never see a hazy beer coming out of this brewery, though. <laughs> that's what comes to purity laws. Yeah. Because purity laws, in order for it to be a pilsner, had to be extremely clear. And the fact that it's not, I mean, I guess they're breaking their own rules. Mm. So, again, uh, solid beer. Ready for the next one? Okay, so here we have the uh, Backyard Camping by Green Chick Brewing. Uh, it's supposed to be a hoppy pale ale with the Citra and Idaho 7. Mm. Those are interesting uh, <laughs> hops right there. Um, well, the Idaho 7 is what they used to make almost every, uh, every hazy IPA out there. Yeah, that makes sense because of uh, like I read what it was, and I'll read it right now in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it is used for a lot of IPAs. But they have like a little uh, background story to this beer, I guess. Uh, sometimes you got to take a step back and get away from it all, even if that just means roughing it in your backyard. Other times your apartment floods, and so you are forced to live in a tent in the backyard. Oh, Jesus. Backyard for a month? I call it. Let's see. Either way, having a cooler stocked with some tasty suds is essential. This hoppy pale ale features Idaho 7 and Citra dancing up front with some mosaic and Simcoe. Nice. Uh, vibing in the background. Notes of tangerine, papaya, kiwi, and honeydew are lovingly layered on top of a crisp, crushable base of Pilsner malt, Simpson's finest golden promise, and a little dab of wheat. So, sit back, relax. And take a trip away from it all, even if it is only to the lawn you mowed this morning. <laughs> dude, do you do you do you get the reference from The Simpsons? 
I don't think so. Like, I've never... Because I thought you were... Aren't you, like, a big fan? Yeah, but... A decent fan? Do they mean that kind of Simpsons? I mean, what other Simpsons are they talking about? I mean, uh, Golden Promise. Maybe, like, the Duff beer? <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I was... Whatever. <laughs> I, I thought you would have gotten the reference. I didn't. You know what's funny, dude? Like, as I was reading it, like, I, like, I was thinking, like, is that what they mean? But I'm never... Maybe I'm that um, out of touch with it that I forgot what it meant, but... I don't think I've heard that. No, before. it's crazy though, because I think the very first um, Simpson episode, if you want to call it that way, was the Simpson movie. Oh, okay. And uh, we went to go watch it. Uh, I think it was what man, fifteen years ago, something like that. Dude. At least something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but no, this beer right off the bat, man. It's um, it's crazy because this, this is a a, a pale ale, so yeah. nice, and it's just as dark as the episode that we had. Yeah, it is, dude. I mean, it's a little... No, actually, no. It's still the same. Like, I can barely see through. This is just more like orange as opposed to, like, gold. Or maybe the way that the light is hitting the glass. I think it's the way the... Well, actually, yeah, it's like a little, like, orangey teetering with gold. Yeah. And right off the bat, man, this, this, this is such a tropical beer. See, I can't see you through the glass, but I can kind of see my finger through the glass. So it's not yeah. as hazy, but still. It's yeah, still pretty dark. And it's worth carbonate because mine still has a bunch of bubbles. And we poured it a couple yeah, of things here. <laughs> Same here. I mean, it's almost gone, but it's there. It smells good, Dude, man. I smell that fruit. It smells so delicious. Guys, if you were smelling this, you'd be like, <sighs> See, like, it's so crazy, right? Because um, uh, people don't understand beer sometimes. And I think this is one of those beers that, like, uh, if you just have someone smell it. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the tropical notes. I mean, I know I get a little bit of papaya in here. Definitely, dude. The honeydew? Yeah, dude. Again, and it's like this perceived sweetness that comes from the smell alone. Like, just if beer literally tasted this way, I think it would be way more popular. Yeah, you know what's funny? It's completely random, but I remember one time, um, I've, I think I've always done that to smell the beer first. And I remember doing it one time at a brewery, and some dude just looked at me like I was crazy. Like, the fuck is this fool? At a brewery? Yeah. I guess a guy is weird. Maybe he didn't know, like, or he doesn't like do that kind of stuff. Maybe he thought, oh, that's only for wine. Dude, I, mean, I smell every here, single dude. beer. Same here. Like, you kind of want to know what you're smelling or uh, tasting before you, uh, with the smell. Because see, sometimes it sucks because sometimes a beer that tastes, that smells this good doesn't always taste that good. True. And, and so <laughs> it's that's like a tease. Yeah, it's such a tease, man. <laughs> here, let me take a sip. All right. Ooh, okay. That's delicious. I definitely taste the fruitiness. Um, um, do you mind if I read what the hops are real quick? No, go ahead, man. Because I feel like that kind of hit my palate pretty strong. Um, so Citra, uh, it's a range of delicate fruit characteristics, which we just tasted or smelled, I guess. Uh, I think it's the Idaho that kind of, I don't know if you got that, like, uh, earthy, like, like, earthy, citrusy, floral taste. Yeah, no, it's the, it's the. I get it on the back end, not in the very front. No, oh, yeah, in the back end, exactly. Yeah. And this thing, I uh, do definitely get the piney, like yeah. the piney note, exactly. Like that's 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 right there. Like you know, it's 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 it tastes like the woods, but in such a good way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If that makes any sense? No, it makes sense. I get you. You know, it's like you're in the middle of Hawaii with pine trees yeah. all around you. It's like you took a. Fruit right off the tree, and then you took a uh, bite out of the tree, too. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> but not so exaggerated. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, I found this word that was used in the Idaho 7. Because it says, typically used as an aroma flavor hop with high alpha acid levels 
an average cohumulone content. And cohumulone is one of the five alpha acid analogs in hop resin. The others being adhumulone, humulone, and prehumulone, and posthumulone. What the fuck? Sounds like a bunch of humans. Yeah. <laughs> like throwing fingernails in there. <laughs> These analog- analogs differ only slightly from each other. Their molecular structure and together they serve as precursors to isoalpha acids. So basically contributors of bitterness to the beer. You know, it's so crazy because um, there are breweries that are that there are there are brewers mm-hmm. that brew beer as if they were chefs. And there are brewers who brew beer as if they were scientists. And, okay, that makes sense. And so what I'm trying to uh, and and I think like for, for me instance, I cook as if I was a scientist. Like everything mm. is completely measured. Nice. Every like literally, when I cook a meal, I, I know how many cups of water go go in my menudo. I know how much teaspoons of cumins I put in there, and if I add three cups of water, I have to add this and that. I mean, everything is because I'm not a good cook. I I I follow a recipe. And I could follow a recipe, and then once I follow it, then I could be a chef and then uh, maneuver things. Okay. All that to say okay. that when you read all that things here. Like the what cohumulone is, uh-huh. it sounds very geeky and scientific. Yeah, big if that time. makes any sense. No, and so I know there's some breweries out there who they literally measure everything and every and 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 that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Uh-huh. Nor am I saying the other one is better. Yeah, but it's crazy how you could have a brewer who more or less kind of eyeballs it, and you have a brewer who does everything make like perfectly, and they both could make really good beer. Yeah, that's true. I, I wonder, um, um, because the uh, I guess co-owner or co-founder of this brewery is uh, Evan. Uh-huh. I wonder if he takes that scientific approach with like by um, stating that he uses like certain hops and like. You know I, mean, what I mean, I think for both sides though, they're they're obviously I know they measure things, but like, that's what I'm saying. I think they both measure things, uh, but I I don't. It's hard to explain what I mean. I guess I just know that there's some people out there, even brewers out there, who kind of like, oh, I'm pretty sure based on the flavor profile that this hop is going to complement it. And that hop is going to complement this. Exactly. And and I think for me, because I'm not, that's what that's what I don't know how to do. Like, I need to follow a recipe because I don't know what goes with what. Yeah. And so people who've been doing it for a long time, it's they know what goes with one another. And the fact that, I don't know. Does it make any sense? I don't know I, if I'm making any sense. I 100% understand what you're saying. I was even going to say, like, I know it's not just Mexicans, but like some Mexican grandmas, they just like, a little pinch of salt. Like, they already know. Like, I've done it so long. Like, I know how it tastes. Right. Just throw that in there. Don't worry, sweetie. Throw it in there. And it's just like, I mean, they, they are using measurements, but they've done it so long that they kind of like can eyeball it now. Yeah, exactly. They know how it tastes like. Like, it'll taste good with that amount. Like, like I don't know. I you know, know exactly what you mean. My wife's, my wife's mom, Daisy. I mean, she's a great cook. Uh, but every time I tell Kathy, oh, you need to learn the recipe. Like, her mom tells her, like, eyeballs. Like, here's what, what you put in. <laughs> and every time she makes it, it doesn't taste just like her mom's. But that's because her mom, my mother-in-law, she's been doing this for such a long time that she understands what flavors are in what stages of her cooking. Yeah. And it just complimented things and putting things in there. So she cooks with eyes and, like, eyeballing. I don't cook that way. So I applaud people, any chefs who could literally make something up out of... Let's give it to them right now. Because I'm not that cook, dude. <laughs> I have to measure everything. But anyways, guys, we are drinking. Um, what are we drinking? This is the Backyard Camping. It's a great beer. 
I love it. And and I, I'm glad you said backyard camping because I could see this like drinking up like in a drinking up in a barbecue. Yes, dude. Exactly. Yes. You know, you're singing out with friends and and just doing all that stuff. Not so only is this like a good afternoon while you're barbecuing beer, but like as soon as it gets dark at night, you can be chilling with the homies. Just you could be sipping on this too. Still, you know, like it's a really good beer. I know we can talk about it, but do you know the ABV on this? Oh, sorry, I did not mention it. <laughs> this is a whopping six point one. It's 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 up there. Yeah, it is. It doesn't look like it, but it is up there. Because um, you're like, I'm I could, feeling it. Yeah, I can, right. I, <laughs> This, I know you don't see these guys, but I am eating a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, some some rice Delicious. and beans um, to to be able to sustain the the amount of beers that we're gonna drink today. Uh, but anyway, it's great beer, man. A super fruity, uh, fruity upfront, guys. If you're looking for a any kind of beer, honestly, uh, I could see this sharing it with some friends that don't drink a lot of beer and go, hey, like if you take your time on it, if you really smell it and you look for these flavors, it's gonna be a fruity flavor for beer. And I think this is a great beer to have. Yeah, I think most people, I'm going to go ahead and say 9 out of 10 will enjoy just smelling it. Like, yeah. I think that would intrigue you just right away. I agree. The smell alone is is a sell. Yeah, like, I like it. It's really good. It's like Jamba Juice. I don't think people understand how, how tropical this beer, some beers can smell. It's not going to be as sweet as a Jamba Juice or oh, as no. quote-unquote delicious. Um, but this is a, such a refreshing beer. I actually prefer this beer over the one that we had before. Honestly, I know we're not rating them now, but I no, prefer yeah, yeah. this beer before uh, the Pilsner that we had. I'm going to agree with you. It's that good that we're going to go ahead and say that. Is it because it has more than four ingredients? <laughs> I think so, dude. I think the Kiwi won you over. All right, ready for next? <laughs> so the next beer we're going to be drinking is, again, from Green Cheek, which is local to us. Uh, and one, one of them is an orange, and the other one is a Costa Mesa. Uh, this one's called Member IPA? Question mark. Uh, and it's a West Coast, West Coast IPA with mosaic hops. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the description for you guys. It says, remember when your beer was clear? Remember when it was bitter? Remember when you didn't have to ask if it was West Coast or hazy? The, this beer is that beer. All Canadian barley and dry hop with a 100% mosaic. You remember? I remember. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> no. So it's so funny. So like a little... A little um, Backstory to this. But you know uh, who that reminds you of? George Lopez. Yes, dude. Classic. There, have you seen his new stand-up at Netflix? I Netflix? personally liked it a lot. It's, oh, it's, I thought it, it was boring. It, it's his old, it's because it's, it's old stuff, you know, but he tried to modern it, uh, make it more modern, but um, uh, maybe I was, because I was high too, but. <laughs> Did you ever see Gabriel Iglesias one? Dude, he has, oh, the, uh, the newest. No, so no. they both have new stand-ups. Not the newest one. And I prefer Gabriel's over George. I mean, by a long shot. That's what I heard. I, uh, I'll, okay, I'll give it a try now. By a, now, the, the thing, and this has nothing to do with the beer that we're going to drink, but just, I guess, just to simple. Yeah, no, I just think George Lopez has, honestly, he's way past his prime. Yeah. Um, And I think his, his, his jokes are, they're so early thousands. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, you know, he's making fun of Mexicans. He's making fun of the same political crowd that we've been going through. Like nothing is new. Yeah. Uh, and at least with with um, with with Gabriel Iglesias, um, I'll, he's such a good storyteller. Uh, yeah, he is. And I love it. But anyway, so this beer is uh, for for those who don't, I guess, understand the the sarcasm behind this particular beer. Uh, at one point, maybe two three years ago, everything every IPA that was being made was hazy or East Coast or New England IPA. So yeah, when right. Green Chick <laughs> opened up like three years ago or two, three years ago, they decided to basically make fun of everyone who goes to into a um, brewery or a bar and they specifically ask for a hazy IPA. And I know that we've spoken about this before and uh-huh. 
But uh, I, I I don't know. If we spoke about this during the la- the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Whether we talk about how some breweries only have like KZ IPAs and that's it. Yeah. Did we talk about this in the podcast? Um, it might have been outside, but maybe, dude. Because um, I know we've talked about that a few yeah. times. Because it's been like a like a topic very common. Right. There, there's there's some breweries out there who literally have, may have like ten beers on tap. And maybe like seven of those beers are like a variation of a hazy IPA Jesus. because that's all people want to drink. You know what? I, we did talk about it. Did we? Because we we talked about the guy from Paste. That oh, like that's right. Okay, we're not going to rehash this then. Yeah. But anyways, this beer had a pretty good hit on it. Uh, the ABV on this is 7%. And so like right off the bat though, it's it's the, 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 the main hop or the only hop, which is another cool thing. Most IPAs have a variety of different ones. And like it, just like the one we spoke about before, um, what was it called? The Idaho the, 7? Or? No, the Backyard. Oh, yeah, Backyard Camping. It had like four different hops. Yeah. Like two of them were to basically taste it as you tasted the beer. And the other ones were in the back end of the tongue. So this only has one. Uh, and it was released in 2012 by Hop Breeding Company. Uh, it features complex but clean flavor characteristics and are known for the triple yeast profile, encompassing the bitter, the flavor, and the aroma. So it's a very well-rounded um, hop. Yes. <laughs> um, some of the some of the flavors that you get out of this uh, is mango, pine, citrus, earth. And honestly, if I was honest with you, I do not smell <laughs> any of either, that. Dude. I don't either. And even if I tasted it, maybe because it's been sitting in my hands now for for a couple of minutes. I, 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 I might get mango. I was going to no. say, like, I, I get like a little fruit, like initial, like not, doesn't even last like two seconds. Like initial hit of it, and I get the herb right after. Or the hop, I guess. So I just get the bitterness. Though. Like overall, that's yeah. what's powering in here. That, that's what it is, dude. Honestly, okay. is That's what an IPA is, right? Like, Yeah. So, I mean, I think overall, I think. It's a tradition. This is a traditional. Thank you. That's a great word. Yes. A traditional IPA. So for those who've been drinking beer for a long time, this is what a traditional IPA would taste like. Remember? <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> this is the one beer I've never really enjoyed. At least not this traditional. Do you think it has to do with like uh, possibly all the IPAs we've been tasting? Maybe though. You know what it is though. I know. Based listening to different podcasts and live in different brewers, a lot of them are making to I guess non traditional West Coast IPA. Um, I guess the major difference between like a hazy IPA and a West Coast IPA is that hazy IPAs tend to be more tropical, more soft, and by soft I mean it's not as bitter and sweeter. And and for me, I do enjoy some of the newer or more modern IPAs. Uh, because they tend to be, oh, West Coast IPAs, I mean, softer, yes. less bitter, but not as sweet. So for me, this is not soft. It's super bitter. Super bitter, yeah. And there's Hoppy. nothing sweet about this. <laughs> like nothing. No, dude. It's funny because like, uh, and I uh, hopefully, I'm pretty sure I have some input on this, but um, I looked up, uh, sorry. Be your advocate? Like, yes, there you go. I, I confuse it with freaking paste. I don't know why. Completely different, but um, so apparently something a different brewery, by the way. Uh, they've been talking about IPAs, hazy, right. hazy IPAs, New England IPAs, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting, huh? Too, too hoppy. 
I'm sorry if you didn't see this, but honestly, I'm, I, I, I think I took two, three sips. I'm done. Yeah, it, it's strong. If you guys, yeah. You like, guys, I don't, I don't want to remember this IPA. <laughs> Maybe that's how they go. Do you remember that one? No, nah. I don't want to. <laughs> but, um, well, let's get to the point. So it was modern times. I guess mm-hmm. they've been coming out with uh, how uh, Rafael said earlier, a lot of breweries were doing a lot of hazies, a.k.a. New England IPAs. And a lot of them started losing their flavor. They all started, like, not losing their flavor, sorry. They all started tasting the same. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people have been complaining, saying that what happened to the classic IPAs, the, I guess, quote, West Coast IPA. And there's a whole thread in, uh, I don't know if you saw it. Did you get a chance to see a little bit? The West, yeah, there's a specific thread for West Coast IPA. It's been going on for about two years. And um, And I'm new to this. So it's like, yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, I didn't realize how fanatic some people can be about. Well, no, man, it's, it's, look, I mean, if you look at, in, if you look at um, high breweries like Monkish, for instance, what they're known for is not their West Coast IPA. They're known for all their hazies. Like every single beer that maybe Monkish releases, most of them are hazy IPAs. And that's because a lot of people like it. And what do they like? Honestly, they like tropical flavors. It's like what we were talking about with um, backyard camping, camping beer. Uh-huh. It's it's They enjoy the smell because you get guava. You get strawberries, depending on the beer. You get papaya. You get mango. Dude, anything that's, that, that smells that way, you're going to automatically want more. And, and then when you when you add some of those flavors into the beer because of the different hops that, that produces some of those flavor profiles, uh, there's going to be a taste of beer. And most people love sweet stuff. Oh, they do. I mean, most people do. They do, yeah. And so when 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 most people go to a brewery, and they understand, and they taste hazy IPAs. What they're getting is a soft, and by soft, again, I'm talking about the the bitterness. Yeah, and that's what they get again, man. Uh, member IPA is the complete opposite of that. It's bitter, it's it's harsh. Um, this one is extremely piney. I know we said that the other one tasted piney too, but the other one at least was complemented by some like fruity flavors. Yeah. And this is completely random, dude. Uh, can I just backtrack a little bit? Yeah, please. Um, one of the first times you ever took me, and this is not a knock at this brewery at all. I love this brewery, Monkish. The one of the, the first time you took me, yeah, you told me, and I believe someone else. I'm not gonna say their name, but um, that that's their hazies were not. I mean, they did not start off with hazy IPAs or IPAs. No. Their their uh, goal was a uh, Belgian style, Belgian right? beers, huh? So that to me, like, it's crazy how like that, like that, what, what was it, like 2012 to 2000 now, I guess, that IPA rush, like that, kind of like a gold rush, I guess, like of beers, like how everyone ran to the IPAs to create their own unique flavors, the fruit, the bitterness, whatever, like, and how, I guess I can kind of agree with that threat in a way, like uh, with modern times of uh, how it's so much that it can fall off. And to go back to the other podcast of uh, how this guy did like a 340 plus blind taste, blind taste uh, of beers and um, how everything just kind of meshes in together and ends up tasting the same. And even though they have different names and I'll be weird, I'll use a weird uh, comparison with weed. There was like that kind of rush like 10 years ago of everyone trying to come up with like the best indica weed. 
And honestly, the only thing that was different was the name. Like everything, you felt the same. It hit the same. It was like minute little, um, yeah, like crystals that changed them. But it's crazy, dude. So uh, in a way, I can appreciate what Green Tree tried to do, but the hop is crazy. <laughs> See, it's it, and it's also crazy because I think if you give this to somebody who has been in the craft world, craft beer world for over ten years or at least ten years, they will really appreciate this beer. There's a reason why they make this beer year round. If it wasn't selling, man, uh, and people weren't drinking it, uh, Green Chic would would not make this again. And so the fact that they keep remaking it is because people like it. And and I appreciate, uh, it's kind of like stouts. I know we're going to drink stout later on today. Uh, nice. But a lot of, so there's just like, there's a big argument about West Coast IPAs and hazy IPAs. Uh, how West Coast is very, I guess, simple and straight to the point. You know what it is. Uh, even like the first beer we had from um, the Einbecker Brewery, they only use four different ingredients, right? Uh, Classic. And, and stouts are the same way. You know, most stouts are supposed to be more or less like um, most traditional stouts, chocolatey, um, coffee, bitterness that goes with it. But most people don't like those stouts. It's like a Guinness. Well, people in the craft world are flogging, and they really are flogging these breweries, are breweries who are making beers with coconut. We're going to drink when they had marshmallows. Um, that, you know, that's what they want. And so you're Looking adding, forward to that. yeah, you added a bunch of adjunct flavors to it. That is a really a stout now. Cause that's kind of what this is, is, is a hazy IPA really an IPA because most IPAs up until like three or four years ago were like this one. Yes, exactly. Would that fall under uh, what's that word you use it before? Do you Puritan? Yeah. It was, it's like Puritan rules, there was, if there were a lot of breweries, a lot of breweries, who refused to make a hazy IPA when this whole thing started because IPAs were never meant to be hazy. They were always supposed to be clear. So there was a clash between like traditionalists um, and and whatever we want to call the other group at this point, like the Rebels. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Overall, man, why don't we get rate it later? But I don't even drink mine. I, ain't, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, like if you can see this, it's still full. I'm just kidding. I mean, it's halfway. No, you I'm kidding. But I, I'm not finishing dude, this. I, I mean, I, dude, like I told you, I love IPA. This one was maybe they tone it down. Maybe on the bitterness, it would be perfect. But I mean, we're not the breweries, right? But I'm with you, dude. It's not the best IPA. It has nothing to do with the other ones I've ever tried because I love IPA. But right. I'm gonna agree with you on this one. It's not the best one we've had, but uh, I'm ready for halftime, man. Let's do it, man. We need to take a quick break. Uh, That was a little too much bitter for us. We'll be back, guys. So, um, you know, uh, for those who know me, know that I absolutely love food. I would travel for food. I, I mean, food is, is a big part of my life. I believe that. And um, I don't know how many of you have ever done, like, um, anything crap besides beer. But there's a quote-unquote restaurant called Squirrel, all right? 
S-Q-I-R-L, Squirrel. It has 123,000 followers on Instagram. And their whole thing, the whole thing is about making jam and like hipster toast that goes with it. So think think of like an avocado toast because that's like very hipsterish. The so they make jam, like strawberry jam, um, boysenberry, like that's their thing. And they're super popular. And it's funny because this past weekend, uh, one of the people that I follow in the food industry is David Shane, who's the guy who makes Ugly Delicious. Uh, I think it's Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner on Netflix. I forget. I think that's kind of what the show is called. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this huge, like, drama that happened with this. So Dave Chang um, uh, is back in L.A. He used to live in New York. His dad passed away, whatever. Uh, and he said the first thing he did when he got back to L.A. was to go to Squirrel. So what did I do? I looked up Squirrel. Squirrel. No, I didn't go. <laughs> oh, okay. I looked up Squirrel. I'm like, dude, let me go here, right? And for whatever the reason, I clicked on the wrong Instagram page. There's a squirrel, the restaurant, and there's Squirrel Truth, which is what happened this particular week. So apparently, dude, <laughs> this is a high-end um, breakfast hipster spot somewhere in downtown LA, right? Only breakfast. Uh, maybe not breakfast. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. But it's it's toast. I mean, I mean. Yeah. What else? Can, I mean, yeah. Uh, you can't have that for dinner. Maybe. Right. I mean, I guess you can, but it's gonna be one of those like coffee with 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 bread. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's this guy named Joe Rosenthal. Look him up on 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 Instagram. He has a, a burger as a profile picture, and I clicked on it because they were going back and forth, dude. So apparently. Uh, hold on, I need to go back in because I want you guys to understand how big the story is. Every like like chefs of chefs recommend this place. Like high-end chefs, chefs that, that, that I respect and I follow, they love this restaurant. Like squirrel. Yeah, and 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 I and I've known that. Oh. So dude, this past weekend, I, I think starting on Sunday to Monday. Some people started sending pictures to Joe Rosenthal, who is like a food journalist, mm-hmm. um, where there were literally buckets of jam that were like on the side of the, the kitchen, so to speak, <laughs> with like two inch mold. Oh, what the Mold in it. Now, this is not cheap. Like this crap is expensive. Yeah. If you're going to base your whole restaurant around it. Yeah. It's expensive, dude. <laughs> That they were told, the waiters and the chefs, or or not not chefs, the cooks were told, mm. all they had to do was literally dig it out with a spatula and then serve what's underneath. <laughs> the picture was gross, dude. It was disgusting. Is it kind of like the way that you treat like a avocado or guacamole? I don't know, dude. We cut off the black parts and then you're like, the rest is good. But I know it's, <laughs> it's going to sound so like bougie of me mm-hmm. I like I, I like to think the like Michelin star restaurants right uh, are giving me the best of the best product produce yeah because you're imagine. paying for the crap <clears throat> it's expensive it ain't cheap so I if I'm know. going to your store and all you sell is jam I you best believe that I'm getting the one that has no mold in it yeah you know what I mean especially if you're like Top rated out there, like why should that even be a problem in the first place? It's gross. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I like, expect... Like, what if they don't scoop it out? Or when they scoop it out, mm. one of it falls on it? You know, like... <laughs> I mean, and apparently, um, every time the... Oh, man. Jesus. Who's the who's the, the health department? Is it CDC? Oh, uh, fuck. Well, it's the health department. Every time yeah. they would come in, they had, a, they had like a, this procedure. They had a hidden... A hidden freaking closet in this restaurant. Where as soon as those people would come in, they would take the buckets in there. And it was hidden, so nobody knew where it was. Nobody knew that it was there. Wow. So every time the health inspectors would come to check out the restaurant, they would get like an A rating. But because they didn't know that the freaking room existed. <laughs> wow. Dude, it was nuts. And so like Eater LA, uh, uh, Bon Appetit, which is a big magazine for the food, uh, the story was given to them, but they didn't want to post it because they were friends with the owner. Oof. So, like, imagine, like, imagine if you were a restaurant, right? And here, oh, even breweries, and you knew that this brewery was doing disgusting things, and they would go to like the OC register, and the OC register would say, "Nah, we're friends. We're not going to post it." So they tried to cover this whole thing up. So Joe Rosenthal, which is like an independent, um, good, yeah, no, I know, right? <laughs> I know where you're going with that, and good, <laughs> like an independent food journalist. I, I hope he doesn't get blackmailed. Oh, he probably already did. You know what I mean? Dude, and then, just like, for speaking the truth, like Bon Appetit said, oh, we didn't know better, blah, 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 blah. Eater said, oh, here it is, because they did post the story eventually. Like, we're not covering anything up. Uh, oh, dude, but it was nuts. Like, dude. give us appraisal too. <laughs> uh, right? Imagine drinking beer, dude. Right? Oh. That, and that, that was made <laughs> like in moldy barrels or mo- what? Yeah, like that's freaking disgusting. Because you know when you go to restaurants, I don't know if you know this, but the, one of the dirtiest places in the whole restaurant is a soda machine. Yeah, big time. Because it gets super moldy when they don't clean it. And oftentimes that's what you're drinking. You're drinking like Coke that's coming out of a moldy sp- a spout. Spout? Or yeah. Like that is gross. Dude, I, I forgot which one it was. Like I remember like um, I used to work at a McDonald's. I'm not going to say which one, but <laughs> it was on my, it was uh, the shift before mine. And apparently they found, like, cockroaches in it. Yeah, that's gross. Dude, cockroaches and, like, Jesus, do you guys not, like, it was never my job to clean those things, but it was the morning people. But, like, Jesus, like, cockroaches to get in there, that's a long time. Like, even more, like, ugh, even to think about it, dude, like, you got to go through mold. Cockroach is growing. And then, nah. grown cockroach, like, come on, <laughs> dude, you know, like. It's gross. so gross, man. And. I've been wanting to go to this place, uh, but after this, the her I forget. I think her name is Stephanie Kosloff, uh-huh. and I could be botching the name. She's the owner. She's the owner. Uh-huh. She posted up a um, a story. It wasn't even a part of the like the Instagram page, uh, but she posted a story. Um, so like in some cultures, mold is uh, mold was appreciated. She, what she was saying <laughs> is that. Kind of like what you're talking about, like taking out the blackness out of the avocado. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's the avocado. I mean, it's true. The avocado is still good. And so that's kind of what that's kind of the same concept that there that someone told her <laughs> that, that was OK. But dude, this is high end stuff. Yeah. You would think like when they say it's fresh, like it's fresh. Like, yeah, you're constantly making this. That's why you have high ratings and shit. But. And so now she said that every now from now on, every time there's mold in it, she's gonna throw it away. So she freaking admitted to it. Wow. And do you think she really is gonna 
Throw it away. I'm not going back. Actually, I'm not even going to go. <laughs> oh, God. I might go. I'm just kidding. No, like. No, hell no. I don't think I, knowing that, do you like, like, uh, yeah, can I get one of your mold, uh, uh, whatever it is? <laughs> uh, anyways, that was, that was the, like one of the biggest stories in LA that happened this week. Thank I, you for sharing that, dude. I had no idea that there's, well, first of all, a place called Squirrel and then they serve jam bread. Or bread with jam, you know, like... But the bread is, like, two inches tall, dude. I oh, mean, really? Kind of like a French toast bread? Yeah, no. Honestly, oh, okay. dude, the, the food doesn't look bad. You're not going to see the, the bread, uh, but that's kind of what that is. That looks pretty good. No, I know it does. <laughs> um, it's it's not... It's... it's. I want to show you a picture of how thick it is. Uh, and they have other things besides, like, bread. Oh, okay. Uh, it, but it's more like a, like a brunch... Yeah, it sounds like it. Like uh, a brunch restaurant. And uh, if you look at this one, it has like French toast. Oh. So it, it's, you know what I mean? It's not just your typical. That's so simple. Though. Like, But that's what I get sells, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simplicity, right? Fucking hipsters. Yeah, no. Dude, I love hipster food. I think hipster food is delicious. It, it definitely has like a, a twist to it. Tell me you're not going to eat that. Oh, I would definitely. I mean, that's what I'm saying. What do you call that kind of plate? Uh, Charcuterie boards. There you go. Yeah. Dang, dude. Well, talking about mold, do you want to open up the next beer? <laughs> yeah, man. So, what, what, what are we drinking? What are we drinking next? I believe the next one is the. Oh, yeah, this is the one I kind of want to surprise you with. Um, <clears throat> as I was picking it up today, they uh, told me that they had a can release today, and and yes, this podcast is mostly uh, green cheek today, so it's another green cheek beer. It's called Unsolicited Advice. It's an unfiltered IPA. Uh, it's using Mosaic Citra and Nelson hops. I hope this one doesn't taste like the one before. Because I have a feeling <laughs> it's going to taste exactly the same. Well, apparently the Nelson hop is like a dual purpose hop. Mm-hmm. It's used to produce a punch or like a sparingly, sparingly for subtler bittering quality. Uh, apparently it has an aroma of white wine fruitiness with the uh, gooseberries or some shit. It's, it's what people call it. Whenever you hear it, when you see Nelson, it's like dank. Uh, That's okay. what gives it its stink flavor. That makes sense. So, uh, let's uh, check it out. So, yeah, um, this one had a lot of head on it. It was uh, most in uh, the other beers we had today. Uh, Actually, and it looked pretty cool. I mean, nothing looks cooler, honestly, man, than a foamy beer. That's true. I love seeing, like, foamy beers. That's how you know you're getting some quality in it. And, yeah, <laughs> no, for real, though. It, it's true. true. Uh, the longer the head is there uh, and the smaller the, smaller the bubbles the 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 better the quality of the beer is. That's true. Um, I think. Look, if I'm, I'm, cause I'm searching. <laughs> I'm with you, dude. Like, like limey. Yo, green shit. Give us a map. <laughs> can't find this. Like, we have a limey, lemon, zesty thing that goes to it. I mean, I'm gonna take a sip and see what I, I'm able to taste on this. I think that's our best. Dude, I mean, this is not good. See, I, I get hops, but anything else, I'm not. Maybe my palate is not up to code or something, but... Well, maybe we've been drinking a lot of, like, IPAs today, honestly. Maybe, but I would think... That, well, that goes to show you from earlier where we're saying, like, does that mean it's just, like, the other ones? Like, I wouldn't say it's the other ones in the sense that it tastes the same, because I still think this is very different from, like, member IPA. Uh, I think it's very different than the hoppy, the backyard, 
Um, I forget the name of it, but the backyard beer. True, but that, that one's a that was a pale ale. It, it's a pale ale, and I get that. But the member, yeah, you're right. That one was definitely more. That was hops, like crazy hops. I mean, it's just it's just bitter. This one, honestly, man, to me, dude, I think it's gonna be the second beer today that I'm not gonna fully drink. It isn't like we're drinking a a, a junk load of ounces. It's it's a it's a six ounce cup, and we dude. probably got at least for me, I probably got four. You're drinking it more than I am. I'm drinking it because. I just want to drink it, but I'm with you, dude. Yeah, man. I think, honestly, for real, if I was done, I think I'm ready for the next one. Like, this isn't good for me. Let's do it. All right. All right, guys. We're about to crack open a brand new beer. Uh, We're going to take a break from the Green Cheek saga. It was a little, uh, can I be honest, a little disappointing there at the end. But, you you know, you get your ups and your downs. But Green Cheek, guys, honestly, Green Cheek is a great brewery. It's an amazing brewery. I don't know. Maybe we're off. Yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but you know, not not you don't always hit home runs. You don't hit dingers all the time. No, these were strikes, dude. <laughs> yeah, these are fucking outs. Yeah, no, for real, for real. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, uh, um, uh, thanking Green Cheek that they have a little drive-through, which is hilarious. But it was that guy was on top of his shit, so I just want to say thank you and uh, lead us into this new beer, man. Yeah, no, and and if I could add to that just very quickly, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the cool things about at least now, with with if there's any positive things about COVID nineteen, uh, if you want beer right now, it's so easy to grab some beer. This is the time <laughs> because all you can re- all you really have to do, honestly, is stay in your car. At least in Green Cheek, drive. It's like a drive through. They'll give you. I know when I, I it's been a minute since I've been to Green Cheek because I've been going to Biologic a lot. Mm. But like you just they give you a, a menu. You tell them what you want. That's once they get to the front, they get you the beer, and then you just drive off. Yeah, Super I easy. was surprised. Yeah, like. I was surprised there was not more people. I thought it was going to have to be in line. too, man. You're talking about, we're, we're Wednesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not, right. we're not, it's not Saturday. You know that's what I mean? That's right. You're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that. You're right. So <laughs> the next beer we're going to drink, and it's it's it, it it tends to make its way down to our um, um our podcast, is from Great Notion up in Portland. It's yeah. called Tropical Pillows. We've we've mentioned this one a few times before. I think so, because I think um I traded for this beer, actually. I I, I, I traded my monkish, a monkish mix pack. Nice for for this and and uh, dude, smell this. Tell me what you get out of this because this beer it's got tropical pillows. Um, I don't have the the the, the can in front of me, so I don't know what the ABV is. But um, you want me to reach for it? Yes, yeah, it's right, it's right in front of you. What's the ABV on it? Normally, it says somewhere in the bottom. Let me look that up for you. But uh, this is like the description as as Aldo looks for it. Okay. Uh, it's a double IPA brew with galaxy and citra dripping with pineapple, passion fruit, and guava. Dude, smell I it. smell that shit. I smell every single <laughs> one of these. And by the way, it's 7.5. Damn. It does not... Because I took a sip of this. It doesn't, it doesn't feel 7.4 or pine. <laughs> or, yeah, it does not taste... Uh, yeah, at all. This is... I mean, the tropical notes... <laughs> it smells good dude. and like the crazy thing about this beer man um it's honestly you taste what you smell yes that 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 i think that's what's tripping me out like i, I just laid back right now just contemplating a little taste and smell dude i'm kind of sad there's not more <laughs> i smell the passion fruit i taste the passion fruit i i get pineapple you know kind of what dude. i get dude uh-huh. Uh oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Like mango with the 
the sweet tangy thing that people put on crap now? Uh, it's not chili, but uh, chamoy. Yeah. So like drinking like again. a mangonilla. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is kind of what it reminds me of. A little bit, do you? Like there's. Right. I'm not saying it's spicy because it's not spicy. No, without the spice. Right, but like there's a hint of that as it goes to, like the back end of your tongue. Yeah, dude, that's that's a really good description. I uh, taste yeah. it. Yeah. I, 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 I don't like it as far <laughs> as like um, my wife likes it a lot, but it tastes like a mangonada. Yeah, it does, dude. Like I like it without the spice. Without yes. the spice. It's not bad. I love it. This is such a group beer, man. Th- dude, thank such you. Such a group beer. Thank you. This was... Um, after those, uh, you know, green cheek beers is a good, like, uh, pick-me-up. Yeah. Really great. It is exactly what you said. And at, uh, do at, you agree or not? I mean, go for it. No, I was going to at the end when, when okay. we do the rating system. Like, it's crazy, dude, because we just had, you know, the green cheek of beer, right? Where, honestly, I had nothing to say. Like, it was that bad to me that I had nothing to say. But I mean, the last thing you were... Honest about it was a backyard camping one. That was good. But I mean, you this, were honest about the other ones, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, like Th- this, this is really good. No, like this is the kind of beer, man. The, this is why I love craft beer. Yeah, this isn't that four fucking ingredient shit. Like, like this is so freaking good. <laughs> like, I don't understand how this beer is so freaking good. I have an extra can. I'll give it to you. Uh, I have four. So this well, that's the fourth one. So I'll give you one. I keep, I keep the other two. But this is a beer that I would want to trade on. Oh, you're going to give me one? Yeah, I give Are you me serious? One. Yeah. Dude, thank you. Well, that's what I do. This is what I'm saying. I mean, like for me. You're like, beer, I give. <laughs> no, for real. Uh, for me, no, I, really I love it. tasting really good beer like this. Dude, this it's such a good beer. Like the tropical notes. The You even get a hint of bitterness to it. Like yeah. this is what I was talking about earlier, man. And I'm so happy about this beer. It's so crazy <laughs> how excited I am about this beer. I really hope people understand how happy we are right now. Yeah, no, this is like, such a good beer. It's really good. But we were talking about earlier how like the new, because it's not a hazy IPA, but like the new IPAs that that we have, that, that, that breweries are producing now. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about. There's sweetness. There's bitterness. Um, but all of that is like the corners have been shaven off and it's soft. It's way more approachable. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, dude, I feel like uh, adding on to it, uh, so many people take shortcuts and that's why you get certain beers and people aren't seeing what I'm pointing at, but like people take shortcuts. So that's why the beers don't taste as good. But you actually like, oh, I, maybe I just, we like the tropical taste, dude. It's really good. Dude, this is delicious. I love it. <laughs> it's kind of you know what this reminds me of and maybe this will help listeners understand what i'm saying so i have my brother brian and i think david my brother-in-law they they mm-hmm. always talk about how, how much they love their spicy food and so okay. all they taste is like spicy they don't taste the salt because everything is covered up by the spiciness right so for me that's where a west coast a traditional west coast ipa is oh i see okay. it's so bitter to me that I don't taste anything else. Everything else kind of masked by Right. Yeah. And so for me, this is like a, a well-balanced IPA where I get different flavor profiles. Like, dude, passion fruit, I taste it. Um, pineapple, I taste it. And I smell it too. Yes. Now, guava, <laughs> if I was honest with you, I don't know if I could get guava. Guava, I kind of miss on this one. But, I mean, as long as it's pineapple. Right. Like, this is such a good beer. Like, I want to sip this slowly, savor it. Maybe because, to me, dude, my favorite fruit is pineapple. 
Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, dude. I used to think it was other things, but as soon as I eat that pineapple, I'm like, dude, I'm like in paradise. And for it to be in a beer, like, Jesus. Well, salud. Salud, man. Yes. Uh, this is Thank good. You. I'm going to, we're going to. I almost feel like licking the fucking inside of the cup. <laughs> dude, this was so good. <laughs> Thank you, dude. That was really good. That I'm was a good surprise. There you go for it, dude. Okay, guys, so we're at the end of the podcast, and it's about time for us to give us a rating, right? Absolutely, man. And uh, so, I know we talked about it before in the other podcast. I feel like we've done this two different times. Fucking, <laughs> and we finally fucking came up with a really good one, thanks to Raphael. We're going to go with a rating system of keep it, as in buy it, share it, which is kind of obvious, share it with everyone else, or kill it, throw that bitch away. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> so, we're going to start off with the first beer that we tried. Um, go ahead, dude. What did you think of the Einbacher? Honestly, man, um, for me, I'm going to have to give it like a low share. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's all right. It wasn't the best one I've had. It wasn't the best pilsner I've had. Um, I did enjoy the sweetness of it. I enjoyed the bitterness of it as well. It wasn't too bitter, but it was bitter enough. Yeah. But honestly, like it, whenever I think of a Pilsner or a Coach or a Lager, I just want the snappiness. Yeah, And if exactly. I don't get it, dude, I just don't feel complete. Dude, and it's crazy. I mean, great minds thinking like, right? I was going to give it the exact same thing of a soft share. Because it's like a very like, um, you, I agree with you. I want that snap. And for a Pilsner, it should be there. I, mean, I don't think it was there. Maybe because it was four ingredients. Germany, but right. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and you're right, dude. I like to use Kolsch because Kolsch is like very rare and like, well, not rare, but like not many uh, breweries make those. Right. But it definitely has that snap. But um, yeah, it's a soft share for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the member IPA. I'm going to do a very, very hard kill it. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to drink that ever again. Green cheek. What the fuck? Like you, you, you kind of let me down. Oh, it was what? for me. It was way too bitter. I didn't taste anything. It's not anything else besides the bitterness. I don't know if this beer just suffers from the fact that you and I are quote unquote brand new craft beer drinkers, man. Because I feel like people who've been in this craft beer game for a long time, they're probably going to appreciate this beer. Nonetheless, nonetheless, it's still a hard kill it to me. And I do agree with everything. And I'm just gonna add on with the. <clears throat> we are amateur uh, craft beer uh, enthusiast, reviewists and enthusiasts yes. now. We have been drinking for a long time, but yes, now we are paying attention to everything, which is good, as you should with anything in life. Pay attention, make sure that's the best of the best in the world. But that's just coming out of me, but hard kill. I <laughs> nothing else to say. Um, do you want to do the next one? Or yeah, well, the next one is going to be the background camping which is a 7.0 ABV beer that we got from Green Cheek. Honestly, man, this beer, the smell was great. I was able to like pick up like papaya flavors or in kiwi flavors from it or the flavor profile. Um, it tasted good, man. And I think this beer suffered from the next two beers that we had. <laughs> I agree. Because I think if it wasn't for the uh, Tropical Pillows and then the stuff that we're drinking... Oof. I probably would have ranked this higher, but based on the on the beers that we drink today, I will give the background camping a um, hard share. 
Damn, dude, you're like reading my mind over here. Is I that what you did? Yeah, this is exactly what I wrote too. Because, I mean, I didn't think about the other two beers, but I just thought it was like, I, I mean, I would want to buy this on my own, but like, I'd rather just like share kind of like how we did. Like, we had one and, or we had like a whole a crowler. You know, a crowler. And it, it's cool to share with someone. I don't, I don't see myself really drinking this on my own. Like, I want someone else to be like, right? It's sweet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, yeah, so for me, it's just a, a good Yeah, I'm with you, beer, dude. It's a hard share for me. Like, like the name says, I w- this, I think, will be a perfect beer to take to a barbecue down Can't the beach. Be. It's just yeah. a perfect beer to chill with. The next one was um, unsolicited advice. What did you rate it? I gave it a hard kill. Kill it, dude. Kill it. I was like, kill this shit. I don't want to drink this again. I don't know what it was about Green Cheek today. Maybe maybe it was me being too enthusiastic and like wanting to go through the drive-thru. <laughs> but like, yeah, Green Cheek let me down today in this aspect of IPAs. They killed it in the Hoppy Pale Ale, backyard camping, but the IPAs were even... Well, I'm like, we're not... I mean... Unsolicited, yeah, unsolicited. There, this was their uh, can release today. You let me down. Yeah, it wasn't good, man. Uh, the smell wasn't there. Like nothing's really. The taste wasn't there. It was just not a good beer. And the next one we had was Tropical Pillows. Mm. Uh, dude, I take, had, o- take over, dude. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think I've said everything. I had a say in the podcast. Uh, it was nothing but passion fruit. Uh, just <laughs> tropical notes, and it's tasted the way that it smelled. Uh, we did it. We could. I, mean, I, I want to keep drinking the beer. Honestly, too, like, I just want to keep going and going. Always up for me. Uh, it was a hard keep it. Dude, if we had growlers, I would be so down. See, and honestly, I think this is the perfect beer for me that encapsulates against the grading system. It's so good. So, so good that I don't want to share this with anybody. I agree with you. Like, I just want to drink this whole thing by myself. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is like, um, get your own buddy. Yeah, you know, right. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, I'll give you a taster or a taste of it, but go, go, go get, go get yourself a pint. Yeah, that's so why I appreciate you sharing this with me. I'm like, wow. No, this was a freaking <laughs> good beer. And then the last one we had was the thing, was anybody the beer? It's, uh, Voltaic, Voltaic stack? stack. That's an interesting. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention. Oh, I forgot to mention, sorry, before we move to Botake Stack, that uh, Tropical Pillow was by far my beer of the night. Oh, yeah. That was my beer of the night. I'm still going to give Botake Stack the rating that I am, but I'm with you, man. Uh, Tropical Pillows, you got the beer of the night. Thank you. Yeah, no, so Voltaic Thank you, Green Notion. Oh, right? man. Green Notion, Portland, right? Yeah, no, they're in Portland. I traded some beer for them, and... Uh, I've been a Green Ocean fan for a super long time. I am. I just became one tonight. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's such a good beer. Dude, it's amazing. I loved it. Like, it's been a while since I've had a good beer like this. Like, thank you. <laughs> right. And even we'll take, like, I know we, 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 we also said nothing but good things about it. Uh, you go get the banana. You go get the walnut. You go get the maple syrup. You go get the cinnamon. Overall, guys, this is such a great style. Uh, it's, it was a very close bit of a beer of the night for me. Uh, I actually rated this as well as um, um, hard, uh, a hard keep. Exactly the same. Uh, a hard keep it. It's just a really good beer. And if you're in Orange County, I please get. I'm not the please, but if you want to taste something, oh please taste delicious. It. <laughs> this is this is the the perfect beer, man. 
do your tongue palate a favor and get this beer. Especially if you like banana bread. Yeah. This is like, this will be nostalgic to you, I guess. Oh, it was good. If you <laughs> like banana bread, dude, I this is it. it. With a hint of cinnamon. Yeah, this is it. I love it, dude. Well, brother, thank you. Yeah, thank of course, dude. Anytime. Uh, I really, I'm, I'm surprised you shared with me the, uh, the tropical pillow, dude. Like, I can see why people might get a little selfish with it. You know, like, yeah, dude, dude that, it's really good. That was a freaking good Especially beer. if you're training for it. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is, and I am an amazing guy, so I get why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you again, man. Um, hey, guys. Thank you for joining us in another amazing episode. Please make sure to follow us, me and Raphael, for more episodes on Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at the Brew Times Podcast. Love you all. Boom. If you want something to play with, go and find yourself a toy. Baby, my time is too expensive, and I'm not a little boy.